Hello and welcome to the Hospitality Suite, the podcast that helps you live your best hotel life. So there are things that hotels do not want you to know. Secrets. Secrets that independent hotels or big hotel chains are hiding from you. And it ranges from the so-called free breakfast, cleanliness of the rooms, to hiking of prices when you call at night. But the fact is, the things that hotels don't want you to know are not bad. They're not bad at all. They're not as saucy as you may have been led to think. I've been spending a lot of time on social media, specifically TikTok and Instagram for my sins. And I am amazed at the misinformation that's out there from young people mostly taking their time to get their content creation on and spew out all sorts of information. Some of these guys are so-called former hoteliers. They've been in the industry. They've been a housekeeper. They've worked in a restaurant and they're just blabbering on about things that do not happen in hotels. And today you're going to hear from a responsible hotelier, a responsible hospitalian who's been in the game for over two decades. And I'm here to tell you that social media is just wild and crazy. There is so much opportunity and there is so much potential for people to go out there and put out content to educate, to entertain, to just connect with other people. But also there is a real danger with some of these guys going out there talking about things that they clearly don't know anything about and without any just concept of just brand reputation. When I say brand, I'm talking about the industry brand. I mean, there's a brand that the industry would like to portray, which is hospitality, serving people, being in the business of people, looking after people. And some of this content is just contrary to 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 that brand image the industry wants to portray because these guys are going on about all sorts of things all sorts of secrets like carte blanche top expose type of nonsense that the hotels need to be obviously exposed about according to these geniuses and the first thing that was quite interesting on the list was they're talking about overbookings most of them or some of them are talking about overbookings that hotels intentionally overbook. So before I go on about this, I just want to explain what overbooking is in, in the in the context of hotels and the hotel business or the, the industry, because restaurants do it and airlines also do it. It is essentially extending yourself over and above your capacity. So if you have got a 400-bedroom hotel and those are the rooms you have obviously available to sell, you can sometimes sell 5, 10, 15% if you want, uh, depending on how you manage your property over and above those 400 rooms. But it's it's not done in a reckless manner. There is a technique, there is a process, there is a responsible way of doing it. Let me break it down for you even further so that you understand. The overbooking process follows a few steps. What they look at is what is called non-guaranteed bookings the ratio of non-guaranteed bookings, and they look at history, they look at trends. They will also have property management systems that assist them in analyzing the trends that lead to a decision to overbook or not to overbook. 
or to overbook by this percentage or that percentage. There's also AI. I've talked about artificial intelligence and its impact and aid and influence to just better management of the hospitality businesses that we have and the hotels that we run and the restaurants that we run to assist us in assessing the trends to make these decisions such as overbookings and how to overbook and how much to overbook by. So hotels look at non-guaranteed bookings and what that means is a booking that has not been paid or a payment has not been made to guarantee it. They look at how many they have for a particular date and with all of these resources and management's experience and knowledge of the trends at a particular hotel or a restaurant, they'll then make a decision. So it's not like going in blind. It's not motivated by greed. It's essentially trying to protect yourself from ending up in a situation where you may not end up being full because of a high ratio of non-guaranteed bookings. What usually happens or what must happen is that hotels then must manage the overbooking process, manage the non-guaranteed ratio, make sure that before your arrival everything is in order and you're not ending up with a situation where you are walked from one hotel or another, which happens. And it's unfortunate when it happens, but it's not... It's not a scam. And I know for a fact over two decades of experience that when you are walked from one hotel that you book to another, the hotel always makes good. They go and above and beyond to make good. And most often you get upgraded from a tier level to a level upper. So let's say you book a four-star hotel and you have to be walked, you'll get walked to a five-star hotel, if not an equivalent four-star hotel. These are things that don't happen all the time. These are things that hotels want to avoid at all costs. It's normal practice, I would say, but it has to be done responsibly in a way that is calculated and ideally it should not ever impact the customer. But to call it a scam or to make it as if it's some shady thing that hotels do, as biased as I may seem, I think I disagree I think if you follow a process to operate a certain way, given certain trends, certain analytics and certain ratios, it's okay. I'm sure many other businesses do it. I almost forgot that great hotels, should they find themselves with an overbooking situation, will go and communicate with the customer that's going to be impacted in advance to let them know what the alternative arrangements are or what the alternative arrangements are going to be. And they take into consideration location. So the location that the customer obviously wanted when they booked your hotel, so they they need to find somewhere close by in the vicinity, around the area. They look at star rating of the hotel. So if you had booked a four-star hotel, they're going to book you an equivalent or ideally better just for the inconvenience. And they look at how you are going to get from that hotel to the alternate hotel that they arranged. They'll most likely pick up your transport, take you there. Somebody will help you go and assist you and check you in at the hotel. Chain hotels will most likely take you to their sister hotel. They won't obviously take you to another hotel unless they don't have a sister hotel in the area. So these are the things that do happen. And if anything was unknown that needs to be exposed is that hotels do run an overbooking system. It's part of their revenue management system and it follows calculated analytics 
trends, hotel insights, management insights, and risk factor, and all sorts of things are applied before you overbook by five, six, seven, eight percent. And the one thing in the center of an overbooking is the ratio of non-guaranteed bookings. Remember, non-guaranteed bookings are bookings made that customers have not paid for. And what the hotel does is follow their standard operating procedures to try and convert those bookings from non-guaranteed to guaranteed. But should they find themselves in the process of trying to convert, that they still remain with a percentage of bookings not guaranteed, they then take that ratio and apply it and use it to educate themselves on how much to overbook by. So it's calculated, it uses analytics, all the other resources that I've given you, and it follows a process. There is a risk factor that is applied. It's not a scam. The next thing that hotels do not want you to know about is if and when there has been a death in a hotel. Apparently, according to some of these content creators and some of these articles that I have read, and just the public opinion, is that hotels are hiding corpses and they're shady. And the reason why hotels hide it when there's a death and they never want you to know is because they allow reckless behavior. And so they will hide and not tell anybody that there's been a death in the hotel because all they care about is just their image and the fact that sales might go down. The actual truth is that hotels do not tell anybody, will not say anything about a death in their hotel because there is a policy that exists when somebody has died. And the first thing on that policy is not to just tell whoever you want, whenever you want. In fact, the first thing on that policy is to contact the family, law enforcement. You need to be concerned about the person who has just died, their dignity, their family's dignity and privacy in general. Imagine if a family member had to find out about their loved one having died in a hotel through social media for the first time before anybody from the hotel told them. The hotels will be discreet about a death in their premises. It makes sense. It's respectful. It shows dignity. It is in line with uh, the rules of law in many countries. And it is just considerate of the family. There's absolutely no reason why any hotel should openly discuss about who's died, how they died, when they died in their hotel. It makes absolutely no sense. So it shouldn't be anything that should surprise you. The reason why hotels will not say anything about a death in their hotel is not because they're just worried about sales. I mean, people die everywhere all the time. And we still go back to the places where people died. It's just the way life is. It's unfortunate when somebody dies, but it doesn't mean that people will never go back to a certain area. I don't think so, personally. So I don't think hotels worry about that so much as the dignity of the person who's deceased, the privacy, the family, and and just making sure that they follow the rules of law. The next one is around confidential rates and the big carte blanche expose here is that you must be careful of hotels. They are dodgy. Every time you hear of confidential rates, that means they are in cahoots with online travel agents. They are colluding with online travel agents. There's absolutely nothing dodgy here. Any commercial business has got partners and with those partnerships, there are commercial agreements in place where a tour operator or a travel agent has taken the time 
used their resources to go and formulate that partnership, establish the partnership, confirm or source or agree on a rate so that they can, for your convenience, sell it to you so that you don't have to do any of the stuff that they did. If they then apply a markup to that because they did that and maybe more, they sold you something else, they did something else, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That is normal. So they're not going to go now and say, here's my rate that I've negotiated with the hotel. You now go and show it to the customer if they want. No, they've got a whole package that they've put together, which includes the rate that they negotiated with the hotel. So the rate is going to be confidential. And if you don't want to have that headache of wondering if there is some sort of collusion or scam, then don't book with the top operator, don't book with the travel agent, don't book with the online travel agent. You need to go and book with the hotel directly. And I have advocated for this in my previous episodes, unashamedly will continue to tell you, book with the hotel direct then. You get to formulate the relationship with the hotel yourself. You get to sign up for their rewards program. They send you their uh, promotions and their special rates before they send it out to anybody because you are a valid rewards member. But if you don't and you book with these online travel agents and these operators, which is absolutely fine, you need to respect the process and how that works. And be careful. Don't listen to these stories and this social media blabbering about confidential rates, meaning there's a scam, there's collusion. There's no collusion. It's just normal way of business. Online travel agents actually always get a bad rep. And I see that from time to time, people get themselves up in a tease because they think the commissions are added onto the room rate and is payable by the customer. So it inflates the rate that the customer has to pay and therefore the charge or the commission is being charged to them. No, the person who actually pays for the commission is the hotel that has switched on booking.com as a platform for you to book via. So if you book via booking.com, the commission structure or agreement in place is a cost to the hotel, not to you. Yes, the hotel rate, let's say a member rate or a rewards rate, could be different and could be less as opposed to the rate that you booked on the platform. So that's something that you need to always consider. But there's absolutely no scams. There's no commission scams. There's no commission that's being charged to you. It is a simple commercial agreement and it is proper. By the way, if you're ever dealing with a travel agent or tour operator and you have some concerns, something is a little bit off and you just want to verify something and you want some advice, in South Africa there is a body that governs all travel agents and tour operator called ASATA. It is the Association of South African Travel Agents. They are an unofficial regulator of the industry. And one of their main functions is to ensure that the traveling consumer receives professional services at all times. The next thing that hotels do not want you to know is when a famous person or famous people are staying at a hotel. I am sure most hotels would love to share this information. Imagine the PR spin-off if Taylor Swift was staying at a hotel, Chris Brown or Rihanna were staying at a hotel. By the way, that's Chris Brown or Rihanna, not Chris Brown and Rihanna. 
it would have a possible upside on the hotel's image and its appeal if any of those people were staying there. But the reason why hotels would not tell you about these things is because there's contracts in place with the celebrity organizing company that's bringing the artist. There's a reputation that the hotel wants to uphold in terms of their security, them being discreet. And if they're in breach, they could run the risk of never hosting a high-profile figure of any kind in the near future because these celebrity organizing companies run quite a tight ship and they're quite close together and they communicate. So the next one will know that this particular hotel is not discreet. They are loose lips and they share information, they leak information, their staff are not trained. So they don't do these things. There's contracts in place for famous bands. There's something called a rider. And what a rider is, is a document that outlines the specific requests and requirements made by the celebrity or group, and it always involves security and the hotel being discreet. To a large extent, what the hotel does is essentially sign a non-disclosure form. You are not allowed to say that this famous person is staying at the hotel. And you shouldn't say it. It's taken very seriously in the industry. So don't expect your favorite hotel to tell you who's famous and staying at their hotel. Your best chances are if you find a hotel that still does those old storybooks where the stars will sign to say, I stayed at this hotel. Thank you for my stay. It's one of those old traditional things in the older hotels. You'll only find them in the older hotels, the storybooks. Hotels are not even allowed to say afterwards if a famous person was staying in a hotel. Let's say Will Smith was staying in your hotel. You will not be allowed to even mention it afterwards. What if he wants to come back and stay at that hotel? Now, some people might know that, listen, when Will Smith comes here, he usually stays at that hotel. No hotel wants that nightmare. They want to be seen as reputable and able to be discreet and professional so they can host many, many other stars. So are hotels full of secrets? Yes, but it's secrets that are meant to surprise you in a good way. It's not that collusion, conniving, and just dodgy, shady kind of things that you sometimes will come across content saying that this is actually what hotels do. No. So just be careful if you're scrolling on TikTok and you come across this teenager trying to be cool and spewing out all sorts of content about the things that hotels will not tell you. Let me tell you what you should know about hotels, what five-star hotels are hiding from you so they can get 600,000 likes or whatever. It's pure nonsense. Hotels are in the business of people. And we understand that more than ever after COVID, we are respectful of the customers that come in because we understand and appreciate that they pay our salaries. You know the saying that customers pay our salaries? It cannot be truer than whenever it was conceptualized. It is just something that we respect, customers' privacy. So we're not going to tell you who's famous and staying at the hotel. We're not going to risk partnerships with tour operators and travel agents and divulge confidential rates. But now you know why there's confidential rates. We are not going to overbook recklessly because we are greedy and do all sorts of dodgy things. You understand that it's systematic, it's calculated, it is based on 
risk and trying to convert non-guaranteed bookings to bookings so that a hotel can be full because every hotel wants to be full. There's not one hotel that's in the business of hotels and not wanting to be full. I really hope you found today's episode informative, insightful, educational, and just maybe brought some light to some of the things that you may have been wondering about. And if you want to hear more information about hotels, the life of hotels, how to live your best hotel life, do me a favor and press the follow button or subscribe button on whatever platform that you are listening from. Also press the notification bell so that you are notified in advance of the next episode, which is every Thursday. I always have fun putting this together for you. And as always, keep exploring, keep discovering, and keep embracing the world of hospitality. Cheers for now.